What up, what up? What to do, baby? Oh, this thing's on, we're rolling. Woo let's go. What a feeling. The intro to episode one, here we are. If you've made it this far, just thank you for caring about this. This means so much to me. The amount of positive energy and love I've received over the last few days, unreal. I didn't think anyone would care about this. And the fact that people have reached out to me or just followed the page, like, that just means so much. Well, let's get into it, you know? Everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the RPD show. We're gonna be getting into a wide variety of topics, including mental health, successes, failures, fears, dreams, aspirations, just whatever. It's just an open and honest, genuine conversation with you know people I admire and people that inspire me. Today, I had the privilege of being joined by a good friend of mine named Ryan Bauer. He's a digital marketing specialist in the music industry. We go in on his successes and failures in the music industry. He goes in on his mental health and how therapy has actually helped him a lot. He's just an overall great guy and I got a lot of love for him. Please leave a review on the iTunes podcast app if you haven't already. It goes a long, long way, my friends. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. Ryan Bauer, welcome to the RPD Show. Ryan, how are you doing today, man? Doing well. Happy to be here. What's going on? Hey, man, you're. I, I got to say you're brave for uh, doing this because you're episode one. As uh, we had a little difficulties earlier, as you know, this is either going to go really well or it's going to be a complete shit show. So here we are. Dude, I'm here for either way. So you got me here. Well, my publicist got me here. Oh, yeah. So. Big timing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Big deal nowadays. Well, regardless, I appreciate you for taking the time. It's, <laughs> Absolutely, uh, bro. Absolutely. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, so how long, like, obviously you've been working in music for a bit, but, like, what? Actually, not even that long. Oh, really? To be what? honest with you, like, it's, this is what, like, maybe like two and a half years maybe third year really being in this and I wouldn't even say that I'm in it like that yet like I haven't even scratched the surface it's, it's just been I think just being involved with the uh, working with artists and and being a part of the whole creative process um, that's been like yeah two and a half years three years now this being the third year Wow, that's that's still a long time, but um, yeah. I guess you know, to the, me it just it feels like that, it's that that's that's like in music industry time that's like 20, 10 years, <laughs> thirty years, yeah. something like that. <laughs> but that's that's great. I mean, I you're making great progress, and I mean I'm not even where I want to be yet either. So it's 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 really cool that we linked up. Yeah. It's funny how we did. Yeah. Shout, shout out. out. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Nick Mueller. Shout out to uh, For the Kids. Instagram Live. Shout out to Instagram Live. Shout out to Instagram. Shout out to the internet. Shout out to DMs. Just shout out to DMs and just, you know, just approaching people the right way with good energy and uh, and seeing where it takes you. Yeah. For sure. And then you were the one that was like, hey, I'm going on a hike. Like, come with. And then that's when everything. Dude, we started this whole little Sunday thing. Yo. I uh, I definitely got big into outdoor adventures um, this year. 
um, it was just, I mean, peaceful, just in the midst of this year and how things have been going, um, you know, just getting outside more. And I was just like, yo, I'm just going to invite people out, go out, just kick it, chill, catch up with each other. Like, what better way to do that than surrounded by nature, like, quiet, just phone off, just completely disconnect because we all know how hard that is nowadays, but especially now since we're all working from home, you work at home, um, so you're just, you're always on. So Sundays were like the best days to just disconnect and spend time with the homies and, yep, you got invited, so <laughs> we just, we kicked it and here we are. Yeah. Now you're asking me about my life and shit. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting deep, we're getting weird. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to it, but it's... Sundays, I mean, Sundays are for the boys now, you know, it's just, my life has improved steadily, you know, just from taking that time, and I think it's really important that everyone out there takes time for themselves, because, I mean, even if you love what you do, but, like, you need that mental break, you know? 100%. Um, 100%. Find any way that you can to do it. Yeah. I mean, whether it's watching movies or hikes, whatever suits you, you know? Yeah. So... Um, so, I mean, two and a half years is a long time, obviously, but, well, like, what made you, like, want to dive in and start taking it seriously? Like, what appeals to you about the music industry? I mean, there was a lot of different things. There still is a bunch of stuff that just, like, keeps me here, but what really drew me in, um, was just going to some of my first concerts and, like, seeing things happen live and, like, real-time, real fan-to-artist interaction. Um, and just, like, hearing the songs that, you know, as soon as they drop to now it's happening right in front of you, just that whole experience, um, that's what really drew me in. And I always paid attention, like, whenever I was at live shows or just watching footage from live shows or just vlogs, whatever the case may be, just paying attention to the dudes that were off to the side. Like, knowing, like... Yeah, that's the artist, and everybody wants to be the artist, but once you find out, like, yo, you are not that dude, <laughs> like, being the behind-the-scenes guy is just as important, because um, you're making everything shake and move, everything that you see, all the dope shit that you see, um, you know, somebody, somebody or a group of people, whatever the case may be, has to make that happen, so for me, it was just exploring what that was, and I think even early on, um, just exploring through YouTube and just whenever I'd find um, an artist that I liked, you know, just exploring, just simply typing, like, Drake in the studio and seeing, like, what footage would pop up and just watching the process happen. That was uh, that was the dopest thing. I think, you know, it, it goes the same way people like, you know, cooking videos and stuff like that. You know, we don't just like seeing the video of the apple pie right we like seeing how the apple pie was made like it's satisfying to see a complete start from scratch to the apple pie so i was always just fascinated in that um so i found any way that i could to get involved um and yeah i mean being from buffalo like it's hard to <laughs> dive into that right like you know yeah you, you, i mean we've talked about it numerous times yeah you just have to move different you have to it, it it forces you to move different being from here um 
Because, like, you don't... You, you have to figure out how to make a lot of things shake with very little to, like, no resources whatsoever. So the internet, one, becomes your best friend. Like, it's inevitable. Um, so just from there, what I had to do was I had to figure out... Well, one, do a ton of research. See who's who. Like, that Twitter search bar dude becomes your best friend um, absolutely so just finding people across the internet staying tapped in and uh and once you find them like figuring out what the right approach is like that approach is everything because you can't i mean even if you're in la and you hit somebody up and you're like yo let's meet for coffee or whatever like you can't do that being from here it's not as easy as new york or la so you really have to like reach out catch their attention build the dialogue build the relationship all over your phone until like you end up being in that city um but yeah that's it, it forced me to be a strong communicator quick effective ways to get people's attention um and yeah just people skills it, it forces you a lot because again you don't you don't have that access face-to-face meetings and stuff yeah Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, you would say that's probably the toughest part about working in music and being from here? Just... I mean, yeah, like, that and just the fact that there's no opportunities. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I've I've worked over at After Dark, um, interned there at the, you know, the one of Western New York's biggest concert promotion agencies. Um, so interning over there like that was music business related and you know you're meeting people that end up coming into town so you can build face-to-face you know connections there and meet people that way but yeah i mean other than that it's just like the lack of opportunity here and again like this is it's it's a blue collar yeah fucking like completely out of the way Town. And, and the chase, the, uh, the chances of getting like an internship with like mm-hmm. After Dark mm-hmm. are like, I mean, I'm not saying you got lucky, but just like it's slim. Like you gotta be able to. Am I right or am I wrong there? I mean, I feel like they don't because it's a smaller company, yeah, it's, it, so it's yeah, like they, sure. they're not always. Yeah, I mean, bringing people in, and you had the opportunity and you went with it. The first time it was funny because the first. I always had, whenever I applied somewhere and got the interview somewhere, I always ended up getting the job. I didn't get it the first time around over there. I can't remember what the reason was, but I ended up coming back um, the following semester and then interviewing again because I interviewed with Dennis. um, And, I mean, he just remembered me. I made a good impression, and we we stayed in touch in between time. Um, So... Yeah, that the second time around, I got it. Um, and that was completely by chance, like, coming across After Dark. Because um, I was never paying attention to, like, who was promoting around here. Um, I should have. But I ended up just, like, randomly stumbling across a Twitter post. And there you go, the internet. Being, yeah, yeah <laughs> just, like, even in your own town, right? Yeah. So I was, I, I just took a shot at it. I was like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Probably nothing will come out of this, but we'll see. And it ended up being one of the most important opportunities I ever had 
because it taught me so much. Just being on the go, having to learn stuff. And, I mean, that internship entailed, like, working at the live events, but also, like, that was the first time learning um, social media management. So diving into the digital side and, like, the social side and promoting and just working the account that everybody's following and, you know, just having to do stuff. So creating templates, voice and tone for accounts, stuff like that. So that all very much played into um, where I'm at now, digital marketing-wise. Um, and then outside of that, like, I was just doing anything that I could. It's so important just to, like, any opportunity that you can, it, you you just have to pick it up. Um, it's something that uh, Jamil Davis, um, as Shout out. Yeah, for sure. I got to plug him in. Um, it's something that he's always said was, like, Yo, that one time that you say no, it might be a no that you get forever. Like, you, yeah. you might never get another opportunity like that again. So, um, luckily, I found that out very early um, coming out of high school and just, like, connecting with people. Um, and, yeah, I was taking anything that I could. I was reaching out to people who were, you know, putting together, like, independent music companies you know, the same people who would run, like, Daily Rap Facts and, and a bunch of, like, these Twitter, like, blog accounts. Um, and they ended up working with artists. So from there, I was just connecting with them and just saying, like, y'all do whatever. Whatever the hell needs to be done that I can do from being right here, <laughs> like, I will I will 100% do it. And uh, that ended up being, like, my segue into PR, which at the time I had no idea what the hell PR was had absolutely no idea that I was even doing it. But I pretty much got handed, like, a Rolodex of emails that this person was collecting. And he was like, yo, whenever this song's about to drop, like, you have to send them out to these contacts. So I have no idea what a press release is. I have no idea. I have no idea who half these people even are on on the whole Rolodex. So at that point, um, (laughs) I just... At that point, you learn quick, effective ways to keep people's attention, or even to get people's attention um, to begin with. Um, In writers, I mean, you know writers, they get thousands, hundreds of emails a day. Um, So, one, it it helps to work with the dope artist. So, if the music's good, like... It's the most important thing. It's the most important thing. The music has to be good. Um, and then from there, it's just, what, what are you putting in this short email that catches somebody's attention? So just learning how to do that. And I always loved, like, even just being in high school before I even got into, even before high school, but just being in school before I even got into music, um, was sharing, sharing new artists with people. Just like any new artist that I was picking up that I was just super early on. Because my cousins would show me, like, that piff and, like, oh, SoundCloud and shit. So, those like, were the days, man. <laughs> right. So just, like, diving into the mixtapes and just discovering artists. Um, and then just, like, going to school and just sharing, like, whatever the fuck you downloaded on your iPod the night before. And just being like, yo, you got to check this artist out. So sharing uh, new artists, but also having a passion for telling their story that's kind of what helped me 
with that whole thing. So yeah, I started off with PR and then just found opportunities from there. And that ended up evolving into marketing, just diving more into, you know, again, with the storytelling, just being a part of the branding and yeah, the storytelling around a release. That's amazing. I, I'm, I love that story because it just shows that you found a way to make it happen. Like no matter what, it's something you're interested in and you put full pedal to the metal and figured it out. That's Buffalo kids though, man. I I hear you. I, we always find a way to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, I started off, you know, blogging and Mm -hmm. then I started going on tour. I mean, kind of what you were saying earlier, it's like I got an opportunity to tour and like, I mean, the pay was not there, but I just was like. If I say no, I may never get this opportunity ever again. Exactly. And exactly. if I hate it, I'll never do it again. Right. But, you know, I love it. But at it. least you know. Yeah. Right? You, like, you, I mean, look at look at the difference between you started off blogging to then being a tour manager. Like, it's two completely separate spectrums. Yeah. But you have to start somewhere, and then from there you just develop the connections that you get from point A that'll take you to point Z. But it's like, you, you have to start somewhere and do whatever the hell you can. I was, I was booking shows at one point. Completely failed. Yeah. Like, com- don't get me wrong. The, the <laughs> short little tour run completely failed. It didn't even end up happening. That was one of the most disheartening time. Well, my first ever disheartening time working in music and with artists was uh, was booking a short little tour run um, just for, like, these little up-and-coming artists um, who are actually gaining solid buzz now. But um, I, uh, yeah, I, w- I was just, I was booking these shows and hustled to even get the booking to happen like i was getting no's no's and i had to convince these people so convinced like i'm talking about calling like blowing up the phones over at the venue um to to promoters in the area um following up over email like tens and tens of times um so i finally you know, I ended up booking these shows, and, like, it's a week before you're supposed to hit the road, and, like, I mean, what's one of the most essential things that you need when you're going on tour? Uh, to advance the shows. Okay, that, but also... Well, transportation. Transportation. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> transportation uh, was just not there, uh, you know? So, <laughs> you <laughs> went through all the trouble of booking the shows just for, you know, the, the headliners manager to... You know, well, whoever, I'm not pointing the finger, but whoever, it it just, it didn't come together like that. So, you know, everything from pulling a graphic designer in to create the flyers to getting people to post on social media, and then it just doesn't happen. That was one of the most disheartening times, but that moment taught me so much. Um, And again, like, I'm not diving back into booking shows. But you've learned it, and you know that side of the business. Right. So when when you're working, you're pulling somebody else in, you know, to to handle that role, you know what to expect because you gave it a whack before. It's the same thing that I tell artists, um, you know, when it comes to hiring a publicist or somebody to market for them. I was like, well, did you try it yourself? Like, how do you expect to know who who the right person is to pull in, what you're looking for from them, and what their actual job is if you haven't even A, done your research, or B, tried it yourself. So that's one of the things that I always encourage um, early artists. I mean, I think that's a good place to start. I mean, 
you need you need the help. You know, it, it's. I mean, behind every successful artist, I mean, the people listening that don't know much about like the music industry, it's like there's an army behind people like the 100%. most successful artists. You know, 100%. It, it's it's nuts. But anytime you hear, I did it on my own. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like. Unless you're, like, Larry June or something. Yeah. Somebody who just, like, he is the manager. He is, like, um, the artist. Then, okay. But there's very few Larry Junes. Like... It's 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 few and far between, yeah. Absolutely. 110%. I mean, because I think, you know, I mean, as a manager, you'd want to... Um, because if the artist is good at doing X, Y, and Z, then your manager needs to be able to cover the other half. You know, Absolutely. whether it's like, oh, I need help on the creative side, or do I need more help on the business side and marketing or whatever. So, it's, I think, I mean, every artist is different. So, yeah. it's, um, that's another thing that artists think that they need like right away is somebody to manage. Yeah. So. But like, what business is there to manage? Exactly. You know? what, what am I managing? Right. That's that's what from a manager's uh, standpoint, you're looking at it as well. What am I managing here? Right. What, like, what are we doing here? And granted, you get the people who can come in super early that just see it right away. It's like, okay, this person has it. I completely believe in them. You go from there, sure. But there's a lot of artists who record their first song on their laptop over GarageBand or whatever, put it out on SoundCloud, and it's like, okay. Need a manager. Need a booking agent. Need yeah, a, it's like, like for, for what? <laughs> like for what? But yeah, it's it's wild. But I mean, I think that's just part of the people that don't understand, or like mm-hmm. the lack of knowledge. But that's okay. I mean, you I, as you've pointed out, you you live and you learn. I mean, I think the, personally, I think the music business is all trial and error. It's like oh god, yeah. you 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 do amazing things you have these amazing highs and then like you fuck up and it's like okay how do i fix this or like even i mean it's always on to the next one especially how the way music is consumed now it's like it's so fast-paced bro i've heard so many people tell me like in positions where i'm like yo that person is just like a mastermind and they are but like they'll even tell you at times i got no fucking idea i just i have no idea what is going like you have to especially now you're right with like the digital age everything's changing so quickly and this gets like so like this is reiterated so many times in so many different um conversations whether it's panels interviews whatever somebody in music is you know it's so fast-paced things are always changing um it is and a lot of times it's just figuring out watching other people checking out the case studies, um, and just taking a chance at, like, let's just see if this works. And that's how some of the greatest rollouts ever happened. That's how some of the greatest songs got put together. Um, some of the best live experiences, you know, you just fucking figure it out while you go. I, I completely agree. I mean, sometimes even on tour, you're flying by the seat of your pants. Oh, yeah. You, like, I mean, oh, the, the light, the, the left light went out. And yeah. it's fucking up the whole stage design. Right. So it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? It's like you got to figure it out. But, Especially in live events, oh, right? It's, there's so many moving parts. Yeah, that. no, it's it's definitely stress. It's like good stress. I think, 
Um, all the people that have toured, they definitely miss like the stress and rush of tour. But it's um, a high that you get, man. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the highs, the highs, and then the lowest, the lows. But yeah. going into that, I mean, post depression, not post depression, post tour depression is definitely very real. But um, what what are your thoughts on like um, mu- the music industry and mental health? Because this is one this is one thing I really want to talk about because it's not often talked about amongst creatives or even you know the business guys you know all right so especially in the corporate office yeah man. it's but it's a very real thing i mean I, oh god yeah so like what like what uh what are your thoughts on it just like well, do you think it needs to be talked about more like uh, yeah absolutely yeah absolutely from every corner of the business no matter where you are no matter where you're starting off um it needs to be talked about i i don't think well, I think, one, there's always been a stigma. Not so much nowadays, because nowadays people are more open. And Definitely. It's more, you know, access, um, it's more accepted, rather than, you know, there being a stigma to the whole thing. So, I mean, luckily now people are talking about it more. Which I think is good. Absolutely. Um, I think it's important to surround yourself with and again, it's it's difficult in the music industry because you don't really know when somebody's actually your friend or they want something from you. But if you are lucky enough to have relationships like you and I, where um, you know it's a real person-to-person relationship, where I think all business, like whether it's a partnership or whatever, has to start on personal level. That's why I I disagree with the whole oh it's you know separate business from personal. Well, like yeah, and, and it's this like industry is always crossed over. Yeah, well, my thing is, too, it's, like, don't take it personally. It's just business. It's, like, of course I'm going to take it personally. Like, I like you. Like, right. you know, you, you stab me in the back or Dude, whatever. You know, it's, like. It's a very yeah. personal business with everybody who, like, this one, 100 this whole business is literally based off of feeling. Yeah. Like, you feel it out. You use your emotions towards everything. You have to be emotionally invested in things. Like, and, again, that causes mental health distress at times, but. In order to be in this, you have to be, you know, at some point, feelings are going to get yeah. involved. It's going to get personal. But luckily, if you can find the good people, um, you build relationships with those people who you're comfortable with talking about that type of stuff. Um, I think, you know, that's for artist side. That's also for young executives or just just executives in general just people who are in the business like i think i advocate therapy a lot i was about to ask you about that i know you've been very vocal on your socials about going to therapy yeah how has like that affected your work or just in general because if you want to open up about that you know best thing i've ever done in my whole life was start going to therapy um it happened more recent than not so i'm not going to sit here and be the the therapy wizard here where I just, you know, have all these experiences to talk about with it. But what I will say is that it get for me specifically, and, and mind you, everybody's going to go into therapy for their own reasons, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a lot of us are going to go into it because of anxiety, depression. Um, but many of us are going to have different triggers for those different things and different ways to deal with it. Um, so, for me, 
specifically, I dealt with like, and it's it's funny because there's not many people who know this about me, but I've dealt with the anxiety, the depression since like early school days. Um, just always being anxious about some shit. Um, always being in my head, always having, always like when I was in high school, I like. I was I didn't belong to one clique of people. I like knowing everybody. Um so yeah, I knew everybody. I wasn't a hard person to have a conversation with, but to feel really connected was just always a problem that I had. And it it wasn't something that has shown. That's why I think whenever I tell somebody, whether it's a private conversation or just like speaking about it publicly, like a lot of people are just surprised by me because I was always the well, outspoken like. Well, yeah, because it's like, oh, he's smiling, he's happy, but it's like, yeah. I, I think when you're thrown into situations or like, even what you said about not feeling like you didn't belong to a certain group, that does a lot to your mental state or even just the voice Absolutely. inside your head. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I mean, it's easy to fake that, you know, just being it's a like defense mechanism at yeah. times, or it's just like you might put a smile up on your face just so then somebody doesn't actually see that frown that you know you you will, not that you want to have on your face, but just it's naturally going to be there just due to whatever you're dealing with. It's easier to just throw the smile on, laugh about some shit, and you know that's that's the defense mechanism to avoid somebody asking you what's wrong. Right. So I hate that question so much like yo what's wrong you good like no yeah (laughs) no and it's like thank you for asking but i just always had a hard time opening up and really saying like this is what's wrong same same here because it's like i feel like other people have their own problems to deal with and it's like i don't want to just drag this on you you know exactly you don't want to feel like a burden but the other thing is a lot of times just people in general um you well, there's a couple of different things. One, yes, you don't want to be a burden to somebody else. Two, you don't think that your problems are actual problems. You're like, I'm stupid for feeling this way or, or thinking or believing this, whatever. Um, and then three, you don't want to be looked at a different way. Like, you don't, you don't want somebody to then look at you and be like, he's dealing with this or like... You know, just feel like they have to be walking on eggshells around you, yeah. or or Being just action. overanalyze you, yeah. or like, I don't, I don't need any of that. And that's when, that's, I mean, I so again, like I've dealt with it since um, earlier school days, um, but it really reached the point um, up into like, you know, and even when I got into music, like it played a part a lot just like dealing with the anxiety and and just like the depression because somebody like me again like going back towards this whole thing's about feels and like being passionate all the time um it, it takes passion to really be in this whole thing you you become emotionally attached to what you're working on how shit goes am i doing enough am i available enough am i you know like you you deal with all that and, uh, like, that plays into, that played into a lot for me. So, I mean, we rolled around to quarantine time where 
everybody's dealing with the anxiety right now. Now we're all on the same playing field. You're right. So we're all on the same playing field right now. We're all going through it. Um, some more than others. Like again, I can say like I'm in a fortunate position. I come from a very fortunate position because I don't. I haven't been heavily impacted. My family hasn't been heavily impacted. Nobody's caught COVID, luckily. Um, knock on wood. So you know, like it's. It's uh, I, it, this still comes from a very fortunate um, side of things, but you know we're we're all dealing with the anxiety, the stress that comes from it. You know, we we all had to, we were all forced to adapt quickly, um, and even before this whole thing, before and after COVID, if you're the type of person that's emotionally invested in what you're working on, the relationships that you have with people, you absorb all the shit that comes with it. Any negative shit that comes from it, like you're you're absorbing it. Absolutely, I'm. It's. I I know I'm definitely guilty of it. It's. Mm-hmm. It's not you know it's not a easy thing and it's something I've worked on. You it's know? not unusual. Yeah, I mean especially with COVID because like. I kind of had to readjust and you know I. I mean you know this but I haven't really ever stated publicly but like I work for Amazon right now just because mm-hmm. like I needed a job and. I was like, why not? You yeah. know, I need to get out there. But um, it's, I mean, it's helped my well-being because I'm doing something. But, like, at the start of this, I was a wreck. Yeah. Like, I was, like, I mean, I let my beard grow, like, really long. Like, I grew, like, a long beard, and I just was like, fuck it. I don't need to shave. Like, I don't yeah. know, because I'm not seeing anyone. But just, like, right. there was just such a lack of stimulation, yeah. you know. And I think that played a big part and just, obviously... I kind of had a good year planned, I think, and then it just was like COVID wiped it away, and it's like I came to terms, you know, just like control what you can control, you know. No need to stress. And, I mean, I'm definitely, you know, I deal with anxiety too, Mm -hmm. but um, I've I've got – I I love that I'm more aware of it now too, or even if I'm feeling down. It's like I got to find a way to pick me up. Absolutely. I think that that's what uh, a big thing is. Being aware. Yeah. Being aware, just like realigning with self, like I think that this that's been the biggest lesson for uh, for everybody. Just kind of like the stuff that you either took for granted before, um, you're now like, damn, like I I really I really took that shit yeah. for granted. Um, so I I think it's it's realigning with self. It's now that you have so much time to be alone. Um, in most cases, for 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 most of us, I should say. Um, you have more time to kind of realign with yourself and, and your interest and, and what bugs you and what you need to get better at or just focusing on, you know, what could I be doing better for my body, for my mind? Um, so I think for me, like, I, I picked up reading a ton. Same here. A ton of reading. Like, I always did reading, yeah. like, article. I, I read articles. But, like, you're talking, like, books. Time. I'm like, talking, like, picking up a book. Like, bro, those still exist. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, there are still real-life books out there. There's a lot of good reads out there, too, you know? It's Facts. Like... <laughs> yeah, so I, even diving into that and finding, like, what kind of books I'm actually interested in. Because I always hated that. I mean, just... Yeah. Like, well, I always hated that throughout school and shit. When I was forced to read, it's like, screw this, but... Right. No. But, you know, you, you finally, you know, you figure out what you like and, and you have the time to figure out what it exactly is that you like um, and you just indulge you indulge in 
and the shit that's good for you. If you're fortunate enough to take the time to do that, then you're you're a lot better off than uh, than a lot of people right now. You shouldn't I, be taking that for granted. Absolutely, right I'm I'm so blessed, and I feel like I'm I feel better almost than I've I ever have. Like mm-hmm. truthfully, just because like one, I started taking my health like super seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I. You know, I'm, I'm on my weight loss journey. I've lost, like, about 10 pounds. Congratulations. Since, thank you. I mean, it's still going, but I've, you know, I've reached out to friends to help me. And I um, just very, I'm right now I'm very aware of, like, you know, if I eat bad food, it will definitely affect my mental state. So it's like right. I want to put the best I can in my body. And, you know, even with, you know, I, I wouldn't have started this podcast if it wasn't for COVID. I wouldn't be, like, in the place that I am. And, I mean... Mm-hmm mentally and physically so it's like it's a blessing and a curse i think but for sure um yeah i i I don't think i ever would have found the courage to start this podcast and that's like one of the biggest things because it's like i've been wanting to do one for a while and i just got to the point where it's like you know a friend of mine um bobby hobart shout out to the the legend he um was like you just got to do it and i'm like all right man like that's what i need to hear and here we are and it's, Yo, I think sometimes it's, a, it's just those very few yeah. words are all you need you just gotta do it and and that's like the oh fuck yeah like is this episode gonna be perfect like no, no. but like people I, and i'm sure people are gonna enjoy it and be like wow like i was gonna say i know ryan but we're both ryan so i know ryan and i know pod and like i did not know that about them or just right. the gems that well the supposed gems that we dropped here but <laughs> it's uh yeah, I, th- I think this is really cool, and I do appreciate, you know, you as a friend for doing this yeah. and taking interest in my, you know, endeavors. Of course. You know, I'm always here to support, man. Once you said that you were here, like, I've there's been a few different people that uh, that asked me to, if, if they can interview me or, or be on their podcast before. I always turned it down. I was just never. I was like, yo, I know Pa's really going to going on this so i mean that's that's the goal it's just i i think it's there's a lot of people that are in similar positions as us even just like the young people Mm -hmm. in music just that are going through it or like they may not go through it but like they definitely feel this you know now and again and i think speaking on it and just putting it out there i think Mm -hmm. is just really good for people absolutely anyone in general so if you're feeling uh, sad, anxious, depressed, etc., you're not alone. Just know that there are plenty of really good people out there going through the same thing. So, and uh, we, we're not claiming to be experts on it or anything. Just we're by speaking. By no on, means. Yeah, I'm not I an expert. expert. By no <laughs> means. By no means. I can only speak personally. Um, and sometimes that's all that somebody needs to hear. It's just somebody else's personal experience in order to do whatever it is that they were avoiding um so shit a new perspective really it's all that it takes man perspectives Um, everything yeah i uh i think we covered pretty much everything i want to cover i think this is a good conversation but is there before we go is there anything you want to plug or just say or whatever just whatever's on your mind and heart you know is there any let it go what what you got for me um what? Okay, that sounded serious, but like, 
if, if you just want to plug anything or this is the this is the time like you don't have to like say some sentimental message if you don't want i don't mean it to be all that serious <laughs> shout out to you man shout out oh. to you for for just doing this i don't yeah shout out to you shout out to ryan pod yo <laughs> just shout yeah. out to ryan pod Th- well thank you that that means a lot that's i think this went well but shout out to my mom yeah shout out to your mom just you know being cool as fuck yeah shout out to my parents too yeah shout out to them as well shout out to the parents yeah shout out to the moms shout out to the parents um shout out to anybody that's um been trapped up in the house with their parents <laughs> and are getting through it yeah and, and and are getting through it um shout out to um Shout out to everybody, man. Yeah. Shout out to anybody that's going through it. If you see me around, say what's up. If you want to message me on Twitter, say what's up. What's your um, Twitter and Instagram so the people? Um, I hate Instagram, but I'll throw um, that out there, too. Um, let me see. Uh, all right, Twitter is at underscore Ryan Bauer, underscore Bauer, spelled B-A-U-E-R. Um, and then IG is Ryan A power so holler at me man say what's up absolutely sliding his dms girls people that are curious just want to know more (laughs) okay i think uh we've reached our limit here but thank you so much for coming on man and let's uh enjoy the rest of your afternoon wow that was a lot of fun episode one in the books sure feels great to get the, the monkey off my back but it's time to keep it keep it moving. If you tuned in this week, I can't thank you enough. I'm gonna continue saying thank you because it's you care about this. You care about what I'm doing. That just means so much to me. I didn't think anyone would care. And I, you know, don't really care about the numbers or anything. I'm just trying to help people. I hope that if you listened, you were able to take away one, at least one thing from this episode. But if not, you know, it's gonna continue to get better because I'm learning how to do this on the fly. I'm just I'm just doing it and we're going to see where it goes um, if you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did please give it a review on the iTunes podcast app or if not please follow along on Twitter and Instagram at the RPD show that's pretty much all I got see you guys next week for episode 2 have a great week everybody <laughs>